You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to hear all about the Hong Kong International Young Readers Festival, which is going virtual. And to tell us more, we're joined by the co-chair of the board for this year's festival, Professor Julia Kuhn, who is also the head of School of English at the University of Hong Kong. Welcome to the program, Julia. Thank you very much for being with us this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Noreen. Um, we are also on Facebook Live also, you'll be able to see and hear Julia there as well. Um, so first of all, where do I even begin, Julia? <laughs> we were just talking uh, off, off air just now. Um, so usually the Young Readers Festival is in March. Um, before we talked about what happened and, and how you're proceeding, tell us a little bit more about the Young Readers Festival. What is it usually about? So the Young Readers Festival is one half of the Hong Kong International Literary Festival. It's our young branch where we um, particularly speak to and cater for the young readers of Hong Kong, the primary school children, the secondary school children. So this happens in the spring. In our November festival, we traditionally have the quote-unquote adult authors, but they also go into secondary schools particularly. Um, so, you know, these are the two two strands that we have. So the Young Readers Festival normally, as you said, happens in March. Um, but obviously, it was a bit different. Normally, we bring in um, a number of international and local authors for public events, free events, and they talk to the children of Hong Kong, they read their stories, they draw with them, and they go into schools. Um, schools from shot into the peak, anything, you know, government schools, private schools, anything. So last year, we reached 10,000 kids wow. like that. Wow, it was amazing. Um, but alas, you know, COVID came, schools were closed, traveling is restricted, impossible, quarantine, you know, social distancing measures. So we had to rethink the Young Readers Festival. But because we, we want to keep Hong Kong kids reading and also help parents at this, at this time who may be struggling to find things to do with their children, um, who just maybe just need them out of their way for half an hour. So our executive director, Catherine Platt and, and Chen, our assistant manager came up with the idea that many festivals in the, in the world are, are thinking about right now is to go virtual. So this Young Readers Festival, which is our ninth, so we're celebrating our 10th anniversary next year. Um, this one is, is special because it's going it's going virtual. So we'll have um, a handful of live events, recorded events, online events. But this isn't just it. We are also putting some uh, digital resources on the on the web. Um, we, with the help of some charities that I'll mention later, we've managed to have people read some children's books. And because literacy is also one of the things that we're interested in um, in following with the Young Readers Festival and the the Lit Fest. So there are also exercises for vocabulary, translating um, certain words that children may not know, some activities. So we're putting these online resources on the web as well, but it doesn't stop here. And this is, I come to my proudest and uh, most terrific part of the festival this year. We were so lucky to team up with a New Zealand publisher a small independent publishing house called Gecko Press. They are in New Zealand. And Julia Marshall, their publisher, contacted us serendipitously and said, look, would you like to have remaining stock? And you can give 
books to the children of Hong Kong. So we have 13, over 13,000 books to give away to the children of Hong Kong for free. Um, Julia was wonderful and, you know, helped us get these at a very, very advantageous price. Um, And so we can give them away for free. Wow, that's great um, news Oh, it's fantastic. I'm so pleased with this. It's so special. So we have 13,000 books currently at the University of Hong Kong where they're (laughs) waiting for charities. Good homes. (laughs) Various charities are working with us here. Um, So let me give a shout out to Oxfam Hong Kong, uh, St. James Settlement, the Zubin Foundation and the Hong Chi Association that are helping us give the book um, to the children that that need them the most at the moment, um, that are stuck at home and need different worlds to dream about and different characters to to dream with, and um, you know, and that there are many children in Hong Kong. Let's not forget it. That um, I mean, economically need books right now. There are you know there are food packages being handed out, care packages by the charities I mentioned. So if we can add some books to these packages uh, and you know make make a few children happy we're so we're so pleased so you know thanks thanks to gecko um, press for this everbest printing which is as you know one of Asia's foremost publishing houses they did the logistics and the shipping for free and uh, we have a grant from the Education Bureau the government the standing committee on language education and research that that basically gave us the money to do this we're so pleased over 13,000 books Wow how did they hear about you how did uh, gecko public uh, publishers hear about uh, the the Hong Kong International Readers Festival? Well, I wish I could say that we are so well known that everybody <laughs> knows sure. about us. Sure. No, the um, the Hong Kong Lit Fest is is very established now. You know, yes. we're going into our 20th anniversary in, in November. Um, so I hope people know about us, but we were very lucky that one of our board members has very good contacts as a, as a former publisher with Penguin in the publishing industry. So she and Julia Marshall know each other and it was as I said serendipitous that it just worked out so it's a very different Young Readers Festival but I think it'll be an equally good one absolutely and you know um, RTHK Radio 3 we are uh, proud media partners and just over the years we've seen such an evolution of how the Young Readers uh, Festival has transitioned I remember back in the day many years ago (laughs) it it was uh, paid events and then all your events became free it was very accessible and also just the range of different authors you've been getting from um, um, novels to now a lot of picture books um, to a lot of uh, uh, graphic novels. Um, It's just such a wide variety of great international and local authors. I know, hip-hop poets. We had them in school. You know, but this is, I mean, this is what it's all about, right? Reading, writing, the word, literature, it changes. Mm. And we just have to, you know, be interested in what the kids are interested in and and help them, you know, develop that interest. Absolutely. Mm. Let's talk a little bit more about this year's festival. I yeah. understand that uh, you have international and local authors. What are some of the upcoming events that uh, that we can expect? So, um, as I said, we're going online. We're going live between the 3rd and the 13th of June. We'll have four events. Um, and I'm happy to tell you a little bit about these. These happens, happen on Wednesdays and Saturdays at various times during the day because we realize right now some kids are in school Back in the school, morning, yes. some go in the afternoon, some go every other day, some the 
kindergarten children don't go at all. So they're between 10 o'clock and 4 o'clock. So we hope that everybody will catch something. And as you said, it's a mix. We have two local authors, two international authors. Um, happy to start with um, Mark Llewellyn Evans. Um, Mark is, oh, fabulous. He's a he's an opera singer. Yes. He's a baritone singer um, who's who's played and, and sung in, in the leading opera halls in, in the world. Um, and five we'll years ago... We'll be interviewing him tomorrow, actually. Oh, I'm so yes, thrilled. At oh, this time. I, I look forward <laughs> to that. Um, and five years ago, Mark decided that, you know, opera is for everyone. And it is for children and adults and people that like to dress up and go to the opera. But it's also, you know, for anybody sitting in their living room. So he has devised a program, designed a program that he takes into schools. It's the ABC of opera. And there he brings 500 years of opera history alive by enacting composers and singing and getting the children to sing. And he has props in a big trunk and wigs and... So this is going to be a fabulous, very interactive event, um, the Academy of Balmy Composers Age. So I really look forward to, to seeing what, what he comes up with. He, he thinks, and I think that's, that's right, that music builds confidence and, you know, it starts early. And, you know, we don't have a divide between opera being high class or anything. No, it's really for everybody. So what else do we have? Um, a few days after that, we have Matt Zerbo. So, um, uh, Mark is Welsh, Matt is Australian, and Matt also has a fabulous life. I hope you'll talk to him as well. Yes, uh, I think we'll be doing that on the 4th of June. Oh, yes. ask him about Aussie rules football, because I really want to know why he, he's so obsessed with it. He's a sports journalist also. He is. I mean, he... And a poet and a children's oh, novelist. Oh, I think <laughs> nine, ten novels, all award-winning. I mean, we have fabulous authors coming. Um, so what... what you know, brought him to the world's attention really was a project he started last year. He has a very young daughter and as a gift um, for her, he decided to write 365 children's books in as many days and he put them on the internet for free. Yes. So they've gone viral, they're all over the world and um, so I'm really excited that we have Matt who's you know, with a lot of humor and a lot of activities will also, you know, bring a lot of joy, I hope, to various, you know, dining rooms and um, kids' bedrooms, wherever they might be tuning in from. Um, he will show the children that stories are everywhere because wherever you look, wherever you walk, there are stories and um, he says they're easy to tell. So I think he's going to show the children that. Um, the Wednesday after that, Sarah Brennan, Sarah Brennan, our beloved Sarah Brennan, um, Hong Kong author. I think she's been here since the 90s. And she's she, been in the studio more times more, than I can count. Oh, we love, we Sarah. love Sarah. She's a good, good old friend of the Literary Festival and the Young Readers Festival. She, of course, is best known, perhaps, or well known for the Chinese calendar tales and the, and the dirty stories. So she's going to be doing a behind the scenes with Harry Harrison, whom you know as... Finally, Harry. I, I don't think I've ever interviewed him at all. You know, <gasps> after all these years, he's always 
is very secretive and he comes out this year. He doesn't leave Lama very often, doesn't he? (laughs) No, so of course, SCMP cartoonist Harry Harrison um, has collaborated with Sarah on all of these beautiful books. And they are going to show us behind the scenes how how these stories and the drawings come to life and... um, I think they'll be talking about Run Run Rat and the dragon Chester Choi who eats children. So, um, and Sarah, Sarah says, you know, children tune in, but adults too, because, you know, it's for everybody. It really is. So um, that's Sarah and, and Harry. And I'm particularly pleased to have another duo coming in. That's Anna Tso and Joanne Lowe. Um, Anna, Anna is actually a colleague of mine across the harbour at a different university. She's a linguist and she's very interested in language acquisition in Hong Kong's bilingualism. And she's written fabulous, also prize winning uh, Hong Kong stories, a collection of five or six, I think, at the moment. And they, they have various topics. They talk about Hong Kong street snacks. They talk about Hong Kong animals. They talk about, you know, um, Hong Kong life and language, Cantonese and English. So I'm really pleased. And Joanne is um, her illustrator. So uh, really pleased to to hear them read stories and and talk about the illustrations, hopefully get the kids to do something there. Wow, that is really something for everyone, for parents and and for children alike. Uh, Julia, finally, before I let you go, you know, you're you're a parent and, and you have children. How can parents really get their children excited about reading? Because, you know, let's face that there's a, there's a lot of distractions, that there are a lot of tablets, the internet, TV. How do you get your child to really sit down and enjoy a book or two? Well, I think it just starts early, you know, and this is why um, we're increasingly realizing with the Young Readers Festival, we have to go into the primary schools. If we could, we would go into the kindergartens as well, because it really starts early, doesn't it? And thankfully, you know, together with teachers and so many parents in Hong Kong who regularly read their children, I think they instill that love for books and in reading um, in their children early on. And I think that's the way it is. So sit down with your child tonight, you know, before they go to sleep and, and read a story to them. I've been doing this for goodness, almost 11 years. And you know, my 11 year old still wants to sit in when I read to the six year old. It just starts at home and regularity is really it. Yeah, that's spot on. Okay, I'll, I'll do that with my two um, at, at home. And it's true. You, and you model behavior. If you read in front of them, exactly. th- they'll copy you. I mean, but if you're sort of sat in front of the couch and watching telly and not reading, they, they don't see that. So create that environment to read with them also. So lucky me being a professor of English <laughs> literature, right? So they always see me with a book running around and uh, my nose in the book so yeah no you model behavior at the moment it's hard you know with the with the crisis but i think keep them away from screens and put a book in front of them kids will love it but i think hong kong kids are good in general yeah absolutely um thank you so much for joining us julia remind our listeners once again have you got a, a facebook page and also a website so that people can find out more about the virtual young readers festival so we will be live streaming streaming on youtube the links will stay on our website and our website is young readers festival dot org dot hk and all the links will be there to the online events excellent and of course uh we're bringing you all the interviews uh, with the authors on uh, radio 3 on the 123 show so stay tuned and you'll be able to hear all of the uh, authors on the program and of course they'll all be uh, podcasted uh, for your listening pleasure meanwhile thank you very much uh, indeed for your time today and we've been speaking to professor julia kuhn who is the co-chair of the board for this year's hong kong international 
Young Readers Festival, which is uh, going virtual. And uh, Professor Julia Kuhn is also the head of school at the English at the School of English at the University of Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Noreen. Um,